Hey, 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 everyone. Hola. Welcome back to Spilling the GNT podcast. You're here with Bolo. I'm Dr. Tom. Now, we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. We're giving it anyway. That's right. Now, Bolo here's a performer. Hey, and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Mm. Now, we're here to give you our professional, professional, professional review on Drag, Drag Race, Race Espana. So, let's raise a glass. Or a bottle. And start spilling. GNT. Podcast. Clank. <laughs> everyone, welcome. First of all, I want you all to know. The sacrifice that Sac- we yes. are giving unto you today, <laughs> on this very day. <laughs> we right. sacrificeth thou unto thine. We have given up the foot game. Foot. The foot game, let's tell you. Football. The foot, you ball know, foot. the game where they cook, they kick the ball. Goal, goal ball. <laughs> football, soccer. Out. We've given up the football, soccer <laughs> to podcast for all of you. You know, the, I'm personally devastated. It's the England versus Italy. Yes, yes, you're correct. Yeah. And as we live in England, it's crazy. And I, I tell you, I tell you why I know it's crazy. I went out for a walk earlier, and there was no one around. There Everyone is, no around. is getting ready for the game. And then I look at London, and like the streets. A ridiculous it's insane and it, it, it's, it's gonna be insane so i mean look we will know that right the game's on right now okay yes it but is they yeah. they release the game uh football at eight o'clock which is the same time they release drag race espana exactly what i'd rather such be as watching our, frankly <laughs> such as our commitment to espana i want you all to know that we uh we are putting you before the game and we'll, look we'll know the result Okay, we'll hear it. If we've won, there's going to be screaming, there's going to be firecrackers, there's going to be car crashes, <laughs> we're going to hear tooting of the horns, there's going to be drunken violence. Okay? That's and if, if we, we lose, win or lose. Yeah, and if we lose, we're going to hear screaming, <laughs> we're going to hear firecrackers, <laughs> we're going to hear cars tooting, so we're going totally to see violence. Then, so, uh, yeah, so we're just going to get it anyway. Yeah. Either way. I mean, guys... Personally, it's not much of a sacrifice for me. As a teenager, I spent many hours just trying to make football stick, but it never took. So I'm fine. Much Drag Race is my World Cup or European Championship, whatever it is. I, I grew up playing the rugby. Rug game? The rugby. I, I spent many years playing rugby. I grew up playing rugby in a sports club and then in a sports club and at school. It was uh, no... It was... It was enough for discussion. My dad was like, mm-hmm. you play rugby. And that was it. You don't say no to your parents in my, my house. No, no way. Kiwi boy Woo! of summer. I'd be, dodging, yeah. I'd be dodging knives. I'd be dodging like <laughs> kitchen utensils. I'd be dodging everything. Seriously. So Cars. no, no. <laughs> I'd be dodging buses. I'd be dodging fists. Do you, know so, what, do you know what I hope with this game? Yeah. I just hope that everybody has a lovely time and they enjoy the experience. It's not really about winning in the end, is it? This is football, Tom. Well, they I take it very I just, I just seriously. If, they could, if, if you know any listeners out there who enjoy football, maybe you could apply that. We to need Tom. Of football. We need to support them. This is the way that they support Pride. Okay, this is their Pride moment. They're very prideful. Trust and believe. Everyone walking around with flags. It's it's the day. I mean, good for them. It's their enjoyment. It's just not for me. Yeah. So, um, how are you feeling? How are you? Great, thank you. You've had a lovely, relaxing weekend. We've been um, getting back into kind of. Batch- how are you? Oh yeah, good. Thank you. I've had a great weekend. We've been batch cooking and things. It's been nice and relaxing. <laughs> <laughs> now, how are you? Um, good. <laughs> I'm putting look, Tom. Let's just let's be real here. Real, we're I, always real. Let's be real. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you and and our listeners because you know that's that's what we do here. I put on a a lovely T-shirt that I haven't worn in a few weeks, mm-hmm. and it's it's, it's hugging me. It's, <laughs> it's hugging me back. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I hug it, and it's hugging me Absolutely. right back. It's giving me a lovely it's, hug. It's hugging me around the waistline. It's hugging me. Do you know what? I hate when I do this, Tom. Every time, like. I I did that. I, I said it before, didn't I? I went to London and I did a competition and mm-hmm. I did a I, I did a day's worth of just working out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so in my mind, because I went to a gym session that was long, I thought I'm invincible. <laughs> I can eat whatever I want for the next week and nothing's gonna happen. That's literally my mentality. And I was like, yeah. And then I put my clothes on and I'm all of a sudden I'm like, wow. I don't get it. Like, I did a workout. <laughs> I went to the gym once, and I don't know why I can't eat whatever I want. It's we all, weird. We all fluctuate a little bit, you know, and you're focusing on, like, health and performance. It's water. It's all water weight. It's all water weight. I mean, it's, it's going to just, I'm going to sweat it off, or I'm just going to pee it out, Tom. It's, it's, it's natural we all fluctuate. Just combined by don't, muscle. Don't beat yourself up. Don't criticize yourself too much. 
How do we feel? Let's look at the last week of Drag Race. How do we feel about um, last week's last week's episode? In particular, the leaving of Davima. Do you feel differently about it? Have you had a week mm. to change your mind? No, I really like Dovima. Um, and I think she, you know, I, th- I think it was kind of suitable because she's such a complex character. It's like not altogether surprising that she left in that way. You know, we saw lots of different aspects of Davima's character. We saw a little bit of shadiness, a little bit of bitchiness, but also a lot of like heart and affection for her sisters um, her relationships with Sagittaria and Carmen. Um, I think she's just like really complex person. And that was, it felt like a good conclusion to her story arc. It was like her pride prevented her from going any further in a way. And, you know, got in the way of that lip sync and her compassion for her sisters. It was a very, it was simultaneously a uh, very dramatic and entertaining episode. The thing is, the room was full with so much love. Yeah. You know, they understood, and there were so many tears. There, oh, there were tears. They, you know, they, they were very like, oh, they were sad to see her go. Can I just put you in this spot? What oh. would the situation have been had this been RuPaul's Drag Race America season? That would that would not have happened. There would not be this love. We've, we've not, yeah, no. RuPaul would be scowling, Michelle would be scowling, the rest of the cast would not be showing love. Well, They'd sure, be like, ugh. Is that a cue to think a little bit about other, well, let's call it Bendel Cramming situations, because I think that's kind Dayla. of... The Daylid. Yeah. Yeah, who's Daylid themselves? Well, a few girls have, and I think, you know, generally... It's not met with Rue's favour. But let's think back. Like, obviously, Dayla is the most famous example, but she wasn't the first, not even the first to leave in All-Stars because Adore left All-Stars too. Do you remember? Yes, that's right. Adore got really harsh critiques. I don't think this is for me. Yeah. I don't belong here. I wonder I don't if, belong here, Rue. I do wonder if Adore was in a fairly similar situation to how Laganja was in season six. In that it's been quite widely discussed. I think Laganja herself has mentioned it. It's been spoken about on Race Chaser because they've been, at least when I was last listening a good few weeks ago, um, they were talking when they were talking about season six. Like Laganja self medicates with weed quite a lot, and they didn't let her have it on set on season six. But apparently they let Adore have it. But then, like I got this sense- on season six. Yeah. What they let Adore have weed, but not Laganja. Apparently. Wow. This is from Race Chaser. Um, but then on season All Stars 2, I got that sense that Adore was a far more raw and emotional person and maybe she didn't have access to her own self-medication. Hmm. Uh, I'm not going to go into the ins and outs of kind of like of, of weed and everything that we think about it. But clearly, you know, they use it and it helps them to manage their emotions. No judgment whatsoever. Um, she was clearly much more raw and emotional and she just like, and also Adore didn't really need all stars too. She was like, no. I was actually really base. surprised that she came back because she had nothing to gain. Yeah, the show had something to gain by getting her on there. Mm-hmm. She would have brought back her fans at that time. I remember Adore was the one with the most followers. She Adore was, was the most. Yeah, she was making yeah. the most money. She had, she was the most loved. She had the most followers on Instagram. Her album did well. She was touring. So there was no need for her to come back. And I was actually shocked when mm-hmm. I heard her come back for All Stars because you're putting yourself in a situation where you can no longer control your destiny yeah you can't control your narrative whereas what you're doing right now you've got a management team albeit mm-hmm. we find out later on that her management was really bad oh yeah but even yeah, at that time like she was going somewhere she had a good direction and it was working yeah. for her you know that she had a good team that was trying to get the best for her mm-hmm. whereas when you're coming into drag race you forfeit all control you forfeit all of that. You put your hands into some people whose job mm-hmm. is to tell a story, um, and you're a prop. You're a yeah. pawn, so you have no control over that. Yeah. So I was really shocked. Yeah, I was surprised I, with that. I think that situation was handled fairly tenderly. Like Rue was kind of like, "Is there nothing I can say to make you stay?" Michelle ap- apologized for her harshness, and kind of off she went. They really didn't want her to go. Now look, 
had it compared to when we see other people leave, they knew the value of a door. They mm. knew the reach. They knew how many people were going to tune in. The listenerships, the viewerships were going to tune in because a door was there, yep. and they had planned for a door to go far. I know that for a. I, I, was, I'm sure they would have really preferred it to go far. Like imagine a door and Reggie wrote you. That would have been fantastic. Who was? Who was? I mean, look, we had Inti in the same season. So we've had Inti this very pretty much Dayla herself. Like yeah. she was like, I'm. Inti was very interesting. Inti was interesting. Um, Obviously, we've spoken about it at length just a few episodes ago. But with Inti, it really felt to me like she was she's a very proud person. And what it was was the harsh critiques directed at something that represented her culture and heritage. Mm -hmm. And it was just too much for her to bear at that point. Now it wasn't RuPaul handling that. It was Supreme, and I really did like Supreme's. Uh, boundaried yet compassionate approach. Yeah. She treated her as an adult, didn't she? She had an adult conversation with her and was like, you know, you are going to get harsh critiques in this industry. You take what's useful and you leave behind what's not. I would prefer you didn't go, but I can see you've taken your makeup off. You're an adult. You can make this decision. Yeah. And that's how, that's kind of how, and it was respectful and the show carried on. There was also Jenny Lemon who did that in the UK. I rewatched that clip recently um, and obviously Ginny walks off. Ginny was in some ways sim- not, not completely similar to Inti, but I think for Ginny, the straw that broke the camel's back for her was her describing herself as an improv comic, like an offbeat, like conceptual improv comic. And she was read for filth following an improv challenge, which we actually quite enjoyed her. Do you remember? Yeah. And she well, there, was, been... there was a lot of tomfoolery. And come on, I'm here that's... for it. And like, you know, it was kind of like it probably should have been Sister Sister and Verona Green in the bottom. I just think she felt affronted by all that. Um, but Rue's reaction was very nooch. Michelle turned to her and went, what's going on? You know, as Ginny kind of like walked off and cackled, which I thought was super cool, by the way. Um Michelle turned to Rue and was like, what's going on? And Rue just went, hmm, and kind of shrugged. Like she wasn't going to give it her energy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good on her. That's it, really. I think in that situation, I think Rue was very kind of like, I'm just not dignifying this with the response. I mean, are there any others? I mean, we can go on to All Stars. There's some pseudo Bendela Cremes. We've not even spoken about Bendela Creme herself, actually. I mean, look, Bendela Creme did it. We know why. We had an All Stars, the latest one, before six, All All Stars Stars 5. We saw Angina choose her own lipstick. We saw Mayhem choose her own lipstick. I mean, it's... It's, is it becoming a thing? Is it cool? Is it the cool thing to do? It's, I, I reckon the contract will start clamping down on it because I don't think it's something the show wants to happen every season. Because it wastes their time. Yeah. They could have got someone else to come in. It makes them go back to the drawing board, doesn't it? It does. Because and it's they're the, messing with their formula. They put so much planning into this. I mean, poor Angina, she'd been campaigning for All Stars for years and she got there and I just think she felt overwhelmed. Um, she didn't have a, fir- a good showing in the first episode. She lost her voice in the second episode. And there was that moment where Cracker kind of came for her. And I think it really, really wounded her and damaged her confidence. When she was already down. Yeah, That's, Cracker yeah. was naughty there. Cracker was a little bit naughty. Eh. Uh, Mayhem. Mayhem was an interesting one. Mayhem had like this kind of coat of artifice or like there's this layer absolutely of throughout, throughout the whole. Yeah, there was definitely there. I felt mm. like it was very produced she was we didn't see the real mayhem i don't know we didn't we saw um a fake mayhem mm. uh he was trying to who was trying to play it cool unaffected by anything yeah and yeah well it is what it is um i'm i'm a kind of girl barbie that's what i am going to a party that's like, it she was started just, to crack that yeah, episode didn't she? it was just it was just not it wasn't legit it wasn't legit at all. That was that was some genuine emotion that we saw there because Carson said something like, oh, I really love your look. You look beautiful and polished, but there's not as high concept as some of the others on the runway. And she like snapped, didn't she? And she was like, I'm, I'm, I'm Warrior Barbie going to the war or something. And everybody was like, oh, okay. No, I don't think that was genuine. I thought that was forced. I thought she really? was like, I, I need to say something to look like I'm a badass bitch. Like, I'm not affected, oh, okay. whatever. I, I thought that was part of I think we're interpreting it different ways, yeah. That's what it was. No, because if, if she did let go, it would have been, we would have seen the real, we've seen the real mayhem in season 10. That mm. the real, her crying, the vulnerability, yeah. and that's, that's a, th- this was nothing like that. Does this was get... so different. This was like, 
a character. There's a yearning for validation with Mayhem because she came into, uh, what was it, season 10 as, um, you know, a girl who needed that validation. She needs to be up there with her fellow. Because she really is big news in, in LA, isn't she? With Morgan, Detox, Raven. She hangs out with all those girls and she's very well respected in her city. But she didn't really make a splash and she, you know, auditioned for seasons and seasons. Um, and I think she just never got the validation that she craved. Mm. And I wouldn't be surprised if she was just done with Drag Race now. Yeah. Let's not forget that the first person to pseudo Bendelacram was um, Chanel. I am. I'm so glad you asked me that question. I nominate myself. I am beautiful inside and out. None of you have told me I'm beautiful. Because I, I listen. I listen. <laughs> She's mm-hmm. just, that, yeah, that monologue is everything. I'm going to learn it and it's going to be my audition piece. Hi, my name is Bolo. I'm auditioning for the role of Hercules. <laughs> and the script I'm reading is Chanel season one, <laughs> I am beautiful. <laughs> when you're ready, Bolo, thank you. Be, I would love to see that. Oh, I'm so glad you <laughs> asked me that question. I nominate myself. <laughs> Absolutely. Look, we've actually gone off topic completely, Tom. Um, this is a a, a a huge discussion oh, it's that a we huge, can it could be a podcast we can go own. yeah a podcast on its own maybe we'll, we'll have a hot gossip what do we call it um, gin and topics we'll do gin and topics later on when, when there's a, a break but let's let's wind it right back again. down to uh the next episode episode seven and we'd look let's have a look okay so we're in the next episode mm. we are in the room and there is a homophobic slur <gasps> written on the mirrors. Uh. If I was one of the contestants, I would have complained. And it said, Carmen is the winner, basically. <laughs> it's saying, Carmen is the winner. I would be like, get that shit off. I wouldn't uh. even read it. If I was a contestant, I wouldn't even read it out. I wouldn't get the... The cameras could be like setting up, getting ready, okay, girls, three. And I'll, I'll clean it before the cameras <laughs> are on. Nobody's seen this message. No, not going to happen. Do you not think she is, though? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> so there you go. Sorry. I said as a contestant, uh-huh, Tom. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Please, thank so, you. Um, and yeah. look, Carmen's actually quite affected, very affected with the the leaving of Davina. I'm enjoying all the like dramatic dabbing of eyes and swishing of hair out of the face. It's all very dramatic it's and lovely so to look at. It's so telenovela. Oh my God, I could watch oh, it all day. I'm <laughs> full of such ennui. I'm so sad. <laughs> she just looks gorgeous. I know. And then, she, and then she walks to the table and she picks up her glove mm-hmm. and starts playing with the tips I of know, the glove. And I it's know. just like, everything is just, if I was a photographer, picture, Absolutely. picture, picture. Like she's, she's nailed this. How has she mastered beautiful crying like she, this? She's gorgeous. Like, I'm know? an ugly cryer. Oh my god, I'm an Most ugly cryer. I am an ugly cryer. <laughs> All my friends know this. They're like, yeah, Bolo's an ugly cryer. <laughs> like, my <laughs> face just, just, oh gosh. It's just, it's not, uh, yeah, I don't look like that. Do, do you know what I love? Yeah. If you see anything like the Kardashians or anything where people have had loads of work done and when they cry, it shows the work. And you can just, just because they're, they're not used to like moving their face in a natural way. And then because crying is obviously, it's, you know, you're overcome with this emotion. You don't really have any control of your facial expressions when you're crying. And it just shows all the work. And I find it fascinating. Like, I love looking at clips of Kim Kardashian crying. <laughs> like, Tom, when, like when she you lost, are sick. When she lost that like diamond earring. Or whatever, so what are your hobbies, Dr. Tom? Um, watching the Kardashians <laughs> cry, drag race and wine. <laughs> Rosé. That pretty much sums me up. You, mm, you've nailed cats me there. Cats and cats. I like cats. I do like cats. Uh, yeah, well, she's a, she's a gorgeous lady. And that's, yeah, I mean... Her, her friend, her very close friend in the competition is gone. I do suspect there was... Like, I wouldn't be surprised if it turned out that they were doing a bit of uh, Brook and Banji. Oh, mm. a bit of Kai Kai on the side you side. You want a Kai Kai. That's basically, um, that's it. I mean, we're getting a sense of Poopy needs to make, um, she needs to start making waves. Yeah. Girl, you need to start making waves. Carmen is the absolute front runner. Right after Carmen will be Sagittaria. Because of, if we're going with, with and well, Poopy. Actually, no, 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 Poopy. Killer and Sagittaria. Uh, yeah, Poopy is actually run, running up behind because she's won one but has never been in the bottom two. Yeah. Now, Sagittarian and Killer are equal because they've won one but have both been in the bottom two once each. 
Yeah, but the thing about Poopy, and like, we can, these are the scores that they have given us, but if we look at things realistically, mm-hmm. Killer has been very high top consistently. When she was bottom, I didn't agree with it, but Poopy yeah. has been saved from being in the bottom. First episode and the last episode we saw were for really both, clear examples. Uh, the Vima. The Vima was sacrificed yes. for um, both times um, the, Both times that she should have been at the bottom. <laughs> this is Poopy. The Vima went there. So Poopy, Absolutely. you should be thanking the Vima. And I think Poopy said it in this episode. She said yeah. that she felt bad because she felt like maybe she should have been in the bottom. Absolutely, you that should have been in the bottom. Interesting moment for Poopy because I think that's the first time I've heard to kind of like truly express any kind of humility or anything because she's quite kind of like armor plated and like confident and very like i don't let this crap phase me sort of thing but it felt like a sincere moment where she probably appreciated that she had been saved yeah yeah absolutely mm-hmm. she i yeah i did laugh though when they were doing that human ring toss thing with her they were throwing their wigs and things at her um her weapons that were coming off of her tracksuit who do you laugh. think's next to go? Well, I'll, I'll ask you that again after I tell you what the maxi challenge is. So we did have okay. the, a quick mini challenge, which is actually, while it was happening, I can just remember season five, the girls getting changed in the dark. And I was thinking yeah. about that. And then I remember the um, Alaska saying, uh, about, Alaska was saying about Alyssa, whether it's dark or not, I bet you that Alyssa's still <laughs> making this face. <laughs> We're both doing the face, guys. Yeah, the face. Yeah, yeah. When we when we go to YouTube, y'all will see the face. Maybe Patreon. Who knows? Because we got bills, y'all. Telephone uh, bills. But that's what I was thinking. And they just had to do a quick, quick drag. Three minutes. Oh, my God. Three minutes. Three minutes. Yeah. And, I mean, Cameron looked pretty great. I Cameron did, like, a cute fanboy. Cameron, I think, actually... I, she does that thing where, like, she clearly puts on proper drag makeup, but she uses her own facial structure quite a lot. Like, she doesn't, like, heavily contour away from her features. Oh. You know, kind of like the opposite of what, say, Trixie Mattel or Rakim Sakura or somebody does. You know, she uses her own features so she can use them as a template. And she's a very pretty boy. Same with Sagittaria. Sagittaria looked great, too. Uh, welcome our resident uh, MUA here, yeah. Dr. Mm-hmm. Tom. Indeed. And like Killer, bless her. Killer, um, we know she's a perfectionist. She, we know she's a striver. And she couldn't like, she really couldn't bring herself to do a three-minute paint, could she? No. Uh, bless her. What a sweet. I mean, Poopy's look was... She was hilarious. I loved Poopy's. Her, again, another homophobic look. It was homophobic. <laughs> but she did what Alaska did in the, cha- the challenge we just described. Alaska knew that she couldn't do a beauty look in a few so minutes. So she's been like silly Billy. And then she turned it into a t-shirt, which sold thousands. Now, the winner that we have is Carmen, which is why the Zero of Carmen gets an upper hand on the Maxi Challenge. So the Maxi Challenge is basically the same thing that happened on Drag Race Down Under. Mm. It is the makeover, and they have to make over the, a gay rugby team. They do. It's uh, remarkable similar it's it's exactly the same thing and this rugby team is called the titans the gay the madrin titanes titanes yeah yeah basically they need to drag up a rugby player you know uh when we think of a rugby player we think masculine we think butch and and it's just yeah so it's taking the masculinity image and just camping it up dragging it up and i just love the way that the Spanish, I don't know if it's all Spanish people, but this is what I know because I just saw it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the way that they talk about men, they're like, the way that they have a way with words is like, oh, Color Queen said, instead of saying like, oh, I'm sitting next to what, I've never seen such a hot guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's a hot stud. Yeah. She's like, I've never seen such a, being next to a Greek sculpture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, wow, that is so <laughs> poetic. If someone was to call me a Polynesian sculpture, <laughs> I would marry them. <laughs> take my money, take my body. <laughs> Do what you want. Not that you're easily flattered or anything. (laughs) What did Um, you call me? Polynesian sculpture? The language is beautiful, but I think also um, Spanish people tend to be descriptive in a really kind of like, in a very lovely way. I do think it seems to be inherent to the language. Mm. So drag family, isn't it? Take this butch man. I love the makeover challenges. A lot of people, like, it's not their favorite challenge, but I love it because it's the technical skill of drag. Yeah. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wow. Plus, though, your essence as a drag queen and applying it to somebody else. I've always got more to say. Wow. That's I, it. I, I, I should let you say something. How profound. Let it be written. <laughs> let it be written, Tom. I, I, I stopped. I gave you a moment. This is going somewhere. This is going uh-huh, somewhere. Uh-huh, and... Uh-huh. Nooch. Oh, oh, Nooch. Oh, no, it's the technical skill of drag plus distilling your essence and applying it to somebody else. I find it fascinating. Mm. And like it, it can, it's really hard to predict. I do find it's hard to predict which queens do well in this challenge. But having good makeup and hairstyling skills and being able to sew is super duper helpful. But nowadays we do know the girls very often bring two outfits for this challenge. One thing I want to say is that we have a smart queen on board because as Carmen is a person who gets to choose first, mm-hmm. she did not do a detox on season five. With de- she didn't the choose shop. the hottest guy. Yeah. No, she detox. looked who had a similar body to mine, mm-hmm. who would be easy to drag up, who yeah. could I make look stunning? And then she chose. And I was like, good on you. Carmen chose Carlos. Carlos. Carmen and Carlos. Carmen they sound and Carlos. like a gorgeous couple. Carmen y Carlos. And then she gets to pair up everyone else. Mm-hmm. Now, I think the pairing is cute. I think it's fair. Now, I think the the fairest, well, the kindest one was she gave Sagittaria to Tomas. The who Asian. Was, who is sim- and also similar in build to Carlos. They were both the somewhat daintier guys, weren't they? For, yeah. For rookie players. And so Sagittaria is her sister. She's in the Anti-Ugly Brigade. She's going to do her a favour. Oh, oh that's, still, that's still there? Yeah. This membership still open? I'm assuming it's not fully disbanded now. Davima's gone. No one ugly allowed. <laughs> Do you know that song? No. Can oh. you sing it for me? Th- th- that's it. Okay. <laughs> it's like a nice beat. Then it's like, no one ugly allowed. <laughs> Sounds literally a thing. That should be our new theme tune. <laughs> <laughs> then it'll just be me. <laughs> jokes, jokes. I'm hilarious. Do you know that Amanda Lepore one? I don't know about clothes, but my hair looks fierce. Yes. I like I've danced to it, Tom. Have you? In Las Vegas. <gasps> oh my yes, goodness. I have, Tom. This, you heard this, it here first, viewers. You've heard it here first, guys. <laughs> He's danced pro. He's amazing. Uh, yeah. So, oh, the great thing about this is they have a judge and their judges and the peru so the envy peru is going to be the so judge exciting. this is the first drag race queen to be a judge outside of thailand outside we, oh. we, we, we freely express our ignorance about thailand we are going to get around to educating ourselves as soon as possible uh, i know that drag race thailand the winner of the first season became a, ju- a full-time judge on the second season a judge like Brooklyn Heights judge? Yeah, or... yeah, yeah, yeah. So she became a host? Yeah. So Not a judge. So we're talking about guest judges, yeah? Yeah. So, yeah, different, you're right. So, yeah, I can't think of another example. Certainly not on RuPaul's Drag Race UK or US. From many just... of the seasons, so mm. f- uh, looking across the seasons that we have podcasted, which is the UK, mm-hmm. Canada... Uh, down under Holland and America there yeah. has been no other drag queen from RuPaul as a judge which mm-hmm. I find it weird why would you not want to get someone who's done the damn thing to come in and give some advice because the person who understands them the most who can give them advice mm. having a seat back and watching in is- contrast to say Dracula where they, they love getting fellow queens to judge yeah. I, I would honestly say and I, I say this with love, that it's to do with Rue's ego. Rue doesn't want another drag queen on the panel who could be like in any way then be compared to Rue and say, I've been on the panel. Even if it's like a Velasca or Bianca, I think Rue would still be like, no, don't get, don't get too big for your boots. You're, you're not coming anywhere near my panel. Is it her way of staying on top? I, yeah, do you want to be do. on top? Na, 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 na. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I honestly think that's a big fact. And she's never... She's ne- like Lady Bunny, who's her best friend for years, has never been on the panel. Sure, she was on All Stars 4. Sure, she was on Drag U. Sure, sure. Sure. But one of the cats is going mad. Sorry, just really noisy in my ear. Um, yeah, but, um, you know, she's never been on the panel. Um, and then, you know, again, we mentioned a few weeks ago, didn't we, on Dragula, you have the likes of Jackie B, Heckleena, Peaches Christ appearing on a regular basis. In my mind, Carmen's already won this episode. And I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. Carmen knows how to paint 
We know that. She's a, she's a good painter. She can paint her face well. She could douse herself in orange tan. <laughs> you know, that's something. But she can create a costume like that. Last in week, minutes. she created a costume where everyone else brought what they had. In mm-hmm. the time that she had to do the Mechie Challenge, she yeah. also found time to create a dress and a good one that was a replica. You would not have of, known. Exactly. You wouldn't. Yeah. She, in episode one, she could have won episode one as well. She, Think of that, where she yeah. made. A, a like the whole ensemble of Beautiful outfits, sort of three piece. Yeah, so uh, willow she so a she's got that done. She's she's gonna be able to to dress up that person. She's yeah. gonna be able to make it. In my mind, Carmen's already won. Definitely. I'm trying to think what her wigs look like. Her wig- Poop, Poopy can't create because she should have been in the bottom. Um, first trouble. episode, and she can't do makeup. And also, I think <laughs> and she can't tell a joke because last week she was she shot me to the bottom. Like I love it. Like is she came from finance. Like where did your reputation no, come from? No, 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 no. She's much better than Karen. Yeah, game, I think. Um, and oh, that was a joke. That was a I joke. I know. I know. Jokes, 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 jokes. Uh, I think Cam uh, Poopy is the one that Carmen did screw over by giving her the big berry guy, knowing that Poopy does not have the skills. And she couldn't even argue that the same body type or anything because he's about twice her height. In my mind, they were both bears. But... but Bear and cubs. Poop, poop. So I know that. But like, it Tom, it would have suited Poopy more than Sagittaria. Or Killer. I'd argue, I'd argue that Sagittaria and Killer would have the makeup and construction skills to make it work better than poopy poopy doesn't have the skills to do this yeah so um, you know what she, she won't be in the bottom anyway and i she, mean they, they are holding they are taking her for a lovely ride to the finale this isn't her episode you know and the other one who i guess didn't get such a great choice is killer because she was given the guy who everybody acknowledged was like the conventionally hunky one that's fine but Killer looked visibly flustered in his presence. She was like blushing. She was fanning herself. But you, when push comes to shove, this this girl's a hard worker. Oh, I she think is. no one works as hard as Killer Queen. She, nobody does. She's maniacal focus, and I love that about her. But she's mm. gonna get it. The only thing is that a lot of the times, cute guys, good look, traditionally handsome men like you, Tom, won't look good in drag. You doth flatter. Um, the the thing is. Traditionally handsome male bone structure lends itself to a strong jaw, which is hard to contour down and drag. Willem always says that if the lower part of your face is even just a little narrower than your cheekbones, then you've got a better chance of looking pretty in drag. The other thing is like a heavy brow is handsome in men. Um, where it's it's hard to work around that in drag. You need better makeup skills to work around it. Mm. Um you're very conventionally handsome. I, I always say that you'd need kind of like good makeup skills to, to make you kind of like pretty drag. I think... Look at us just flattering ourselves. <laughs> no, you're handsome, Tom. No, you're more handsome. <laughs> Gosh. Let's just talk about ourselves. We're blushing, guys. Yeah. We're blushing. Would you... Tom, if you were to go on Drag Race, mm-hmm. and um, this is going to be related to colour, would you shave if they ask you to shave? I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I have done in the past. Like last time... Last time I did, like, drag, which was actually probably getting on for mm, over a year ago now. Um, Before the corona? Yeah, it was New Year's, wasn't it? Um, Yes, 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 yes. But only for that. I I sport a little beer the rest of the time. Tom's amazing. He has one look and he gives it different names. (laughs) He does the same look and he goes, oh, look, look what I am. Now I'm Frankfurter. Next time, he's like, oh, who are you this time? And then you say a different person. I'm like, I'm Conchita Verse. I'm like, you literally have the same clothes, same makeup, same wig. I was a drag drag lion for New Year's. (laughs) Gosh. Let's ever see other girls are going in the workroom. All right, let's have a look at the workroom. Let's pop to the workroom. Where the queens are getting to know their fellow drag queen rugby mates that they're going to be doing over and seeing how they transform. Indeed. What are we seeing? What do you see? What stands out? What are we seeing? We're seeing a lot of Killer Queen looking with big doe eyes at Fernando and just kind of like taking in the beauty. For quite Excuse a long time. the beauty. Excuse the beauty. Excuse the beauty. <laughs> Do you know what? Could I just say this? There was a time I know the montage you're talking about where mm-hmm. Killer Queens talk um listening to yeah, yeah, Fernando yeah. talk and then they keep um, cutting to other queens talking with their guys mm-hmm. and how did you get into drag and all of that kind of stuff and then go yeah. back to Killer Queen and Fernando uh-huh. Fernando they're still talking about himself in rugby. And I was just like 
are they really giving a shady edit to a guest? <laughs> I was like, I yeah, thought that was quite shady. Do you know what they were kind of doing? Like, I'm sure we've all been on a date with a really pretty person who is lovely, but maybe a little bit boring and maybe like talks about something you're not very interested in for that no. length. And I it I felt very that. I can't relate. No. <laughs> Am I that person? You're that person. Yeah. yeah Am yeah. I that person? I'm like, God, this person really loves listening to me talk. I'm just gonna keep talking. Do you know what? And You're then such after a that, good listener. And then after that, I moved here, and this is my favorite color. Um, I like and you've me, so I assume you're still listening. Yeah. <laughs> you're not interrupting, so I'm gonna keep going. Um, I like Pokemon. I well, like CrossFit. <laughs> While we're on the subject, obviously the do make a big deal out of the tucking every, every time they do a makeover they do like hilarious tucking sequence um so they did that i will say poor fernando is being objectified and having his privacy violated quite a lot and he's loving it yeah he's yeah. loving he's it grinning from here when to they here. went i look when they went when RuPaul's Drag Race production went to um, Titanes Rugby Team yeah. and said, we need four guys, he put his hands up. He, he knows he knows he's a good-looking guy. Mm-hmm. He knew that he knew the attention he'll get because he knows the attention that he already gets. Yeah. And why not get it on one of the most popular shows so that people can find him and look, for, look find out who he is, find him on Instagram, mm-hmm. fawn over him that way. They, he knew he knows exactly and good on him for doing good that. For him. Props to you, mate. Use what your mama gave you yes um, and mama gave him a lot according to the girls absolutely they gave, they gave him a lot telescopa according telescopa. to uh, <laughs> i just love it <laughs> poopy is yeah she's a great talking head poopy poopy is a great talking head it's yeah. just not translating to the challenges but I can see why she's such a powerhouse and a name there. And I would definitely, I would love to get one of her shows. I'd love to get to any one of these Queen shows. And you best believe you come to the UK, we're there. Absolutely. Or if we go to Spain, because I'd love to go to Spain. I'd love to travel there again. You should go see them. Yeah. Go to Canary Island, see Drag Volcano. Oh, or just wherever, really. Um, So uh, there's also, Sagittarius seems to be um, initially quite confidently kind of like sketching out some some ideas with with her partner Tomas and then it all seems to fall apart and she realizes she can't say anything all of a sudden she's just like yeah okay so um we can't go any further because I can't say anything and Killer Queen how long would it take to say a leotard and then Killer Queen like gives her like, about an hour basically a leotard and it's like it's not the answer she wanted she's like right 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 but but how long to do like yeah. a basic leotard she's like about I think she wanted I said Killer- basic yeah I think she wanted Killer Queen to make it for her and Killer was a bit like, do you know what? I've got a giant willy to tuck right now, so I, I don't have the time, I'm afraid. Can I just say that I just had a flashback to my childhood when they were comparing a Fernando to Conan in a wig mm-hmm. to He-Man <laughs> in a wig. Those, um, what, those were probably one of my two favorite shows growing up as a kid to watch. I loved He-Man and Conan, and especially Xena. come on. And also, um, remember She-Ra... Who was He Man's like lady counterpoint? Yes. She-ra, she-ra. And she um she had the um the, those little shredder thingies inside her her hand. And a beautiful unicorn with rainbow wings. Oh, I don't remember. I remember that going one. to a gay bar in Bangor actually and they'd just play She-ra in the corner all the time. We'd be like, She-ra, She-ra. Is it just me? Or does Sagittaria tend to talk to the ground and her confessionals. Yeah, I don't know what that's... I think it's a little bit of... Um, a lot of the time, it's like she's looking to the ground. She'll look up like once in a blue moon, but she always looks down. I'm like, oh. She, yeah, she does avoid eye contact. Maybe she's just a little bit socially anxious, but... Uh, okay. Might, might be a drag week. queen? Socially anxious? A drag queen? We know so many of them. Socially anxious? Find their power through drag. You know that. And she's, Girl. She's a bit more of a, like, she's, well, I don't know, she's a fab performer as well, isn't she? But anyway, yeah, it's not looking good. I mean, she's trying to tape, like, she's got some kind of, like, weird bondage thing going on with Tomas, where she's, like, put on a breastplate and she's, like, taping him around the middle and the poor guy's just pouring up with it. I mean, she's she's doing her best, Tom. She's doing her best. Uh, Carmen just seems calm. Carmen is cracking on, and we see a little glimpse of what she made. Looks like some gorgeous, amazing kind of um, 
check pattern thing looks quite good. Uh, really looking forward to see what Cameron produces. She just seems to be cracking on. Like, she's confident with who she chose. Oh, well, we've already seen Poopy Poisson's makeup on the poor fella. Oh. I, I mean, mean at least how many homophobic things are we going to see this episode? How? How? I mean, like, at least he feels beautiful. That's all I can say. Does he? He's looking in the mirror feeling his oats, mama. He's looking in the mirror going, why did I shave my beard for this? <laughs> I mean, like, it is like Poopy's makeup, but like, she's not overlined the lips. She's not contoured anything. He's got like a strong masculine face. And the the brow the brow and eye makeup's quite pretty, if if a little, you know, lacking in finesse. I don't know. I don't, I, I just think that... Look, look, Tom, uh, we've seen a half or a quarter of it, but let's just get to the main stage and have a look at the final look. products. It's Maxi stage time. It we are going to go through the looks. We are indeed. We are going to start with um, a continuation of the homophobia <laughs> that has been going throughout this podcast. Tom, come on. Come on, Tom. We're starting with Poopy and Peppy, right? Yes. Um, I'd like to start on a positive their stage performance was fun and energetic. And I laughed. Okay. Okay. Now moving on. <laughs> now moving on. Uh, if Tom, ta- it's a hate crime. Not, <laughs> we'll, we've had another attack on the gays. Another not, attack. It's security. Just, it's just Somebody not. Somebody calls security. Tom. Like, I'm going to say it. This is up there with some of the worst makeovers. This is up there with Latrice Royale's All Stars 4 makeover. It's up there with Cama Carrera's Season 3 makeover. It's up there with Coco Montrese's Season 5 makeover. <laughs> That's like the Holy Trinity has now become like an unholy quadrilogy. It is a sw- First of all, it's a sweater with fabric is that's supposed to be a skirt. Right. The idea, the concept seems to be cheerleaders, right? But she looks like she works part time as a receptionist. You know what, Tom? This, like, this is what you wear when you and your brother, you, you and your sister, sneak into your mom's room, and then you see her clothes, and you put it on, and then you use a towel and pretend it's a wig, that's and you it. just dance around like, "Haha, we're this being silly." That's exactly what this look is. Like, this is, I there, I I can't. Yes, I, you're right. The good thing is that it's, they're enjoying, they're enjoying themselves. themselves. That's the energy is great, <laughs> but that is it. This like, is, that guy's wondering why did he shave his beard for this? For this, what? twenty years. I've had this beard for twenty years, and I shaved it because I trusted you, Poopy. Like I trusted you. If we're talking details, yeah. I mean, she's put this ridiculous breastplate on her that makes it look like a hunchback. She the 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 hip and ass padding is non-existent. Um, it's just it's bad. She's just like, do, do you ever see Powerpuff Girls when they had the fourth Powerpuff Girl bunny? No. She looks like Benny. And that's not a compliment. Um, the flat wig. The makeup. I'm going to say the makeup compared to everything else is actually okay. It's like not the worst bit. You know, we thought the makeup was bad. Like, no. And then we watched the runway and girl. Girl. Poopy. Look, if Poopy survives, if she does not, if she is not in the bottom this week, it she's, is just... She's been kissed by an angel. I, she is... She is in production. She's a producer. She's a story producer, undercover, and that's why she's getting so far. I, she, there is no she's way. She's basically Jessica Fletcher and Murder, She Wrote, and she's oh, writing God. the whole story. Um, the wig is flat. The makeup, like, ugh, no contouring, no overdrawn lips. And this guy has, like, you know, a rugged masculine face. It needs a lot of work to look like a drag queen. Like Miss Trunchbull looks more feminine than him. <laughs> I like Poopy. Why are you gonna you, do her like that? I'll have you know that Agatha Trunchbull is a feminist icon. <laughs> okay, let's let's move on because I feel like we're just be being hateful. And we are being I don't want to be hateful. That's we not that's not hateful. me. That's not who I am. I'm not being fun. But if you have seen the episode and you're looking at what we are looking yeah. at, I challenge you to say something nice about it. Besides good energy, I will say I was entertained. But can I just ask you a very sincere question? Yes. Did you expect any better? I. No, but I didn't expect any worse. <laughs> and she she came through. She came Poopy, through. you surprised us, girl. She... You surprised Ooh, us. Girl. Let's move on. Next up, we got Carla and Carmen Ferreira. 
So Farala. The, Farala. So this is a lovely palate cleanser after oh, what we've just witnessed. Oh my gosh. Um, these girls are looking stunning. So I'm loving the unified gingham color scheme, but made into this kind of like pinafore dress that Carla's wearing. Super, super cute. So she looks like the kind of like junior to uh, Carmen's like somewhat more matriarchal, well, actually sexy matriarch though, because she's in this lovely bra top, which we were discussing is kind of her go-to, isn't it? A lovely bra top. But she's made pants. She's got this cape plot all in this very sort of Vivian Westwood-esque gingham fabric. So she's basically giving me like Sherlock and Watson done by Vivian Westwood. Absolutely. <laughs> Sherlock and Watson do drag, but dressed by Vivian Westwood. It is... This is amazing. The, the, and yeah. it's, it's another moment that you have to look at it and say that she made these costumes in the same time that Bibi that, that made that. I I mean, Carmen is a seamstress. She, she She's just... I can't say anything but perfection. She just, made all this and like... Okay. If and even down to the makeup. The makeup is stunning. If I'm going to... So like... So I think Carla's makeup is super duper pretty. She chose the right guy. He doesn't need a lot of draggy makeup to look pretty. Mm-hmm. Similarly, doesn't need huge hair. She's got this lovely little chignon and the little hat. Um, if I was to say the the make the padding is lovely and understated. She's got like a gentle little Berman burst. Um, if I was to issue like a, any sort of criticism, I would say that Carmen has made herself a lot sexier. Mm, yeah, I would say that this is this is probably this for this person's first time in drag. Yeah, and this is their first experience and their and their first introduction that's being birthed. Yeah, yeah. I felt like Carmen also could have made, and we know she can. Mm-hmm. Carmen could have made something just as stunning as fashion. For um, Carla, as well as for herself, but this this is a bit selfish. But a a selfish drag queen, (gasps) scandal! What? What is this? How dare she? You could argue that you know she went with a theme, and this really, really does fit the theme and tells a story. But the theme is family. Isn't it just like family resemblance? But she does have this kind of like sexy mum and daughter. Sexy mum, mm. kind of like more understated daughter look. Well, more like CEO and assistant. But I guess that's Sherlock and Watson, isn't it? Watson is Sherlock's assistant. Okay. So she's telling a story. There was so much fun on the stage with their magnifying glasses. I mean, stuff. we love it. We love it. It's it's great. Overall, Carmen looks fantastic. great. Carla looks pretty. A, a, yeah, but like she's going to school. Yeah. Like she's going to a Catholic school. <laughs> like literally. And and that's the only thing that I would take away is that I see one superstar and her makeup artist following her. Um, <clears throat> yeah, having said that, a lot of technical skill being demonstrated here. Yeah, I think definitely. A maker, definitely. But... Now let's move on to is it Sagittaria and Neptuna? Neptuna. Why didn't she find out what her star sign was and give it? She could have been Piscia. She couldn't be. Well, that's what Aquaria did. Hers was Capricia Corn. Yeah, you know? or Scorpia. 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 Gemini. Get over here. But we got Sagittaria and Neptuna. Now, Neptuna. So I think Sagittaria looks stunning. I'm loving this Mia Jovovich in Fifth Element reference because, as we know, Jean Paul Gaultier did the costumes, all the costumes for Fifth Element. And Mia Jovovich's character, Lilu, wears this kind of like bandage ensemble throughout most of the film. Mm. But it's white, not red. Uh, But still, she looks stunning and I love the reference. She didn't have a cape, but whatever. I, I feel like Neptune is in a different movie because she's giving me Goldie Horn and Death Becomes Her vibes. What do you think? Are they in the same movie, these guys? I... The only resemblance is that it's the same colour. Let's be real here. Yep, absolutely. The only resemblance is that they're both wearing red. So take that away. For example, if I told you to automatically that Neptuna, her dress is purple. Now, is there a resemblance? No. There's none. No, not so none whatsoever. She's relying on the colour to kind of um put them together into uh the resemblance category. 
I I'd argue she's chosen an unflattering dress for Neptuna as well because all of these fellas play rugby and they've got broad shoulders, they work out, and the in the words of Jay Jolie, those shoulders should match them hips, but, but they, they don't. don't. So um so that is a little bit of a problem because she's given her huge shoulder pads without giving her big exaggerated hips. Yeah. Look, I'll start with a positive that um Sagittaria makeup, I mean I love her makeup. Yeah. I think uh, she's made Neptune look pretty as well. The eye makeup in particular is really, really lovely. I do think that that's compared to what we expected, what she made for Neptune is quite, I think is quite like opassable. I think she had this dress and it's a bit stretchy. Okay. I are think. they allowed to do that? I thought it was a sewing challenge. It doesn't have to be. Isn't oh, it? Like right. the rules are lately. It doesn't have to be if you've got it and you can alter it, do it. Or okay. if it's stretch. When I look at Aquaria, I just want to say, stop relying on that body. You, you know how? Yeah, definitely. Because it's tape. And we that fabulous tuck again. What I will say is, again, just coming back to what we were saying about it being, I think the joke about her boobs being exposed might be because the dress is a bit small for her and it's actually Sagittarius. Also, usually what you do when you're wearing a huge breastplate like that is that you wear some kind of necklace or something mm-hmm. around it to cover the obvious thing that you're well, wearing. She's it. got so one that- of the turtleneck ones that goes all the way to the jawline. Yeah, so it's, it was a bit too obvious, and it takes you away from the illusion. Okay. So I, I didn't, I didn't think that that was a a good thing. But like, she looks good. She looks good. Neptuna looks good. I think considering Aquaria looks good. The foreshadowing we were given, yeah, she does look good. I just don't feel like even compared to Poopy and Peppy, they're not like in the same story. Mm. I don't think the family resembles. Like you said very insightfully, I think if you change the colors, yeah, definitely be. not the same. <clears throat> okay, the last one we have is Color Queen and Slayer Queen. Uh, we can re- revisit what we said about how men with bigger what jawlines, yeah, they take uh, more contouring. Who got to soften it, which is associated with a handsome masculine face. Yeah, they don't tend to make handsome or oh, sorry, pretty girls. True that. They don't make uh, pretty drag queens, it- and it's so true because in drag, Color Queen is the ten out of ten. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely, and I yeah. It's do you know what? It's it's a really good makeup job on a face that's challenging to make pretty drag kind of thing. She looks more kind of like strong and handsome, doesn't she? Really, but you know, like Tina Burner, very Tina Burner. There are so many positives here because she's given her a giant wig. That's to really, make her look smaller exactly. and to hide her shoulders. She looks like you know, it's a very Jessica Rabbit wig. She's done a fantastic job of padding her, I think, because. Um, Fernando's up there, you know, Slayer's up there with the bigger shoulders of the bunch proportionally. Um, but she's given her big hips and she actually balances her beautifully mm-hmm. when you look at her on stage. The shoulders do match them hips. Yeah. In terms of look, I'm getting like Jessica Rabbit joined a pro les- wrestling league because those corsets are a little bit wrestling belt. <laughs> do you know who she reminds me of? Um, do you remember that wrestler, that lady wrestler in the 80s, Sensational Cherie? No. That's what she reminds me of. I, I don't know her, but I do feel like you're right because the image that I got when they walked out was um, Xena Warrior. Mm. I, I saw like I, I saw like Warrior type yeah. with with that going on. I, I think they could do without the garter. Is it the garter? The white around the thigh? So that's a little, the, that's a bit of a, it's a bit nitpicky, but I agree the white kind of stockings with the visible garter um jar with yeah. the black and gold it Absolute, should have been absolutely or black i would yeah. say um but also they, they they had a lot of fun on stage they brought out those guns and it was a bit of a like almost like a bond girl twist towards the end so i'm getting it's like bond girl vibes as well mm. um i generally overall i like the look I, think, I do like the look in my mind if i'm to look at it across the board of all the girls the tops uh without a doubt color queen and Carmen. Completely agree. And the bottoms is Poopy and Sagittaria. I do agree. I do agree. And that's the final word in the subject. And if Sagittaria has to lip sync in those huge heels... She can turn that out. Well, she should change the shoes, is what I think. Change your costume. So do you agree, Tom? Do you, is that what you think? Completely yeah? agree. Carmen's the clear top to me. Yep. Killer is the, the high. And I think your bottom two are Poopy and Sagittaria. All right, let's see if they agree. 
Okay, so we've seen everything except for the who's won the lip sync. We but we're just going to lead up to that. The first thing I do want to say is this. Um, we've heard one of the participants yeah. um, talk about, which I feel is Asian hate. It was a, Asian, a, a, Asian hate crime. Yeah. Someone who had, um, because one uh, had said something about coronavirus, and then then he was assaulted, and then he was assaulted. And he woke up in hospital, exactly. A couple of and days later, twenty-two stitches in his head. It was horrible to hear about it. I'm that makes me sick, and that makes me very angry. Yeah, any hate vile. towards any any kind of homophobia or any hate towards any racism. Racism. That's that's not what I'm ever it, about. And if I'm ever near you. Anyone, because you know we are global. We are global. If I'm near you, I will. I will gladly fight with you. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if anything's wrong, I, I, I swear, because this makes my blood boil it and it made me really upset. It made me very angry. It was a very. It was a really heartbreaking thing to hear about. But unfortunately, it's not an isolated instance, and it has been on the rise. Uh, because of the complete ignorance that people display, and they use coronavirus to justify their prejudices and their hate. It's just disgusting. Now, let's change the energy. Energy! Change! Yeah. Energy! Th- thankfully, he's he's doing great, and he's had a wonderful time on Drag yeah. Race Espanol. Absolutely. So, yeah. Now, the winner this week is very obviously Carmen Farala. Re- she really was, like, the clear winner. Yes. Now, we had... Killer as our safe girl. No, killer, she, no, look, killer should have been safe. And the bottom yeah. two should have been Poopy Poison and Sagittaria. Now, this is an example of how production uh, reacts to, well, how things are really already set out in stone. Yeah, the I guess, the, I think the unexpectedly amazing performance of Killer Queen, I think she was originally... A filler Slate, queen. Slated as a filler, not Killer a queen was supposed to be a filler mm. queen, but that girl has been slaying. She's talented AF. Absolutely. She has been yeah. slaying. Now, they made a bottom three this week. So, Killer Queen's at the bottom. There is why? Why? In what world is there a thing? There's no way. If I was Killer Queen, I'd be mad. She I'd was be so mad. angry. You could see, because in Untucked, she expressed, like, the positive critiques were for me and Carmen. And much as I love you, Sagittarian Poopy, you guys clearly had the negative critiques sort of thing. Um, it's... Yeah, I mean, it does make me worry for Killer Queen in the long run. It's like, production is just not kind to her on this show. It's like, on the whole, judging has been reasonably fair on this season, but there's, there's poopy favouritism and there's killer opposite. Yeah, killer has been they've, been, they've been homophobic. They've been, <laughs> so they've been really, they've been, she's been treated very unfairly, mm-hmm. is what I want to say, killer queen has been. And today was uh, an obvious example of that. She really should was. not have had to lip sync. But here we are, so let's, and I'll tell you why. It's because when she does make it mm-hmm. through this lip sync she she can't she'll be too high up yeah because she'll she'll be she'll have one lip sync and she'll have one win and one lip sync which is what poopy has and sagittaria has yeah so she'll be a front runner because yes. she'll only have one lip sync mm-hmm. but now whoever survives this they are equal because they'll both have one win and yeah. two bottom lip syncs mm-hmm. so that's that's what they're trying to do they're trying to make it an easy way for her not to be second or a runner which i think yeah. which i think is like it's, it's selling it's obvious I, I can see exactly what you're doing but mm. poor killer we queen see we see you we see, poor killer queen who who doesn't deserve this who's actually been killed it and i mean for some to see these shenanigans you'd think that should just be like oh over it but let's get into the lip sync i want to say that she slayed i want to just say first of all this was a very entertaining lip sync from all three of them by chinoa and it was a really fab lip sync song because it was up tempo clearly obviously we didn't understand the lyrics but there's clearly a lot of like flamboyance and like sexual energy going on yeah a lot of fun i enjoyed it, if I had so to choose, good. it was so good. To I don't know. To be honest, they all three of them were very entertaining really, to watch. Who really pulled out of the battle towards the end when she she managed to split? Who knew? 
and then a, a shoulder stand. And like, she took off the hideous jumper. Like, oh, why God. was that I not could, revealed I could see on stage? There's something weird going on with her neckline. I think she changed into it in the back. It was great energy from all three of them. Really was. I do want to say the color queen gives good face. She did. She I mean, gives very good expression. So does Poopy's just very fun and entertaining. Sagittarius is just fierce. When I think of a performance by Sagittarius, the word is she's she's a fierce performer. Fierce young pop queen. Yeah. She's a fierce performer, and I don't know who they're going to choose, but Color Queen better be safe. If it were me, and I was looking at it, from this lip sync, I'd find it too hard to choose between the three, three girls. So I'd probably look at track record. I'm not even going to consider Color Queen as someone potentially I just in the bottom. I think that they put her in the bottom just so that she had two bottom placements yeah. going into the finale. It's like take Color Queen out of the equation and make it between Sagittarius and Poopy. Now, Poopy's been given so much favoritism. I just feel like they're going to give Poopy the win. But I, it could go either way. I wouldn't be surprised if they just didn't send anybody home and made it a top four. It could be a top four. Yeah. Let's. We haven't it's seen the. We've seen that up sync. We haven't seen what they say. So let's mm-hmm. let's have a look at it now. And the person says Shane away is Poopy Poison. Poopy Poison. It, now it the does no. sadden me to see Poopy go, but I do feel like it was kind of the right decision this week. We have said that Poopy's been saved from the bottom a couple of times, and she easily performed the worst this week. But she's such an amazing, like consummate drag performer she's the kind of queen i'd love to see live yes i agree with you there and i mean i'm still over the shock that they put color queen the audacity the nerve the gore the gumption that they would put color queen in the bottom to lip sync they've got a vendetta against that girl yeah what i mean I don't. But she's in the top three. She's in the top three with Sagittaria and Carmen Ferrala, and I think that's a good place to be. Not bad at all. It's a good, it's a good episode. Look, join us next week. We are going to be looking into the finale. I think for uh, is there a reunion? Maybe the reunion is going to yeah. be the same one. Doesn't matter. You're going to tune in next week to hear us talk about Drag Race España. Make sure to follow and like us on Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't yet subscribed, do so now. If you want to write us a review, hey, we'd love to see Helps you there. So much, we will give you a shout out on the podcast we and we'll read it out. Yeah, that's what we do. But thank you again for joining us on Drake with Spine. This is Bolo. We'll see you guys next time. Lots of love, guys. See you soon.